Hello, guys, and welcome to our first ever live stream uh, of the <laughs> the Millennial Markets podcast. Uh, a nice, fun, and interesting way to do this. Uh, if you remember, two episodes ago, I actually came up with the idea for this, and then now it's happening. So, you know, don't ever let anything hold you back. Um, you you already know the whole intro. You know everything that we are. Hopefully, if not, we're too marketers and we're here to give insight advice um but it's not about us today is it daniel finally we in our uh, intro pitch we always say we will sp uh, speak to people with inspiring stories and today we're finally doing it after mm -hmm. almost a year so yeah it's another it's a different one this time <laughs> okay uh so we'd love to introduce you to our, our lovely guest today uh, daniel would you like to go ahead with the introduction Yes, I've written it down because I don't want to make miss anything. Mm -hmm. So, it is my privilege to introduce you, whoever's watching, our very first guest on our podcast, our live podcast. Our guest has an incredible eye for detail. One glimpse at our Instagram and you'll see. She is an ambitious undergraduate marketing management student at University of Greenwich with a commitment to pursuing a career in creative marketing and the culture sector. She's the president of Greenwich Business Society. She's bilingual, English, Latvian speaking, and also fluent in Russian. That's crazy. Um, has, an experience in, has experience in events management and is currently working on photography and stuff, which you will see on our Instagram as well. And finally, she's someone who we are lucky to have on our podcast today. So without further ado, we have Loretta Tail, everyone. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Ooh, hi guys, thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you for this beautiful introduction. Actually, you never know how much you do until someone else says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a strategy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's good. true. We have some uh, we have some different kind of questions today. Obviously, we at the end of the day, we're just trying to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you have the floor to share all the knowledge that you have. Um, but before I ask any questions, is there anything, Jamal, that I should? Uh, uh, no, no, I'm just uh, rechanging the name because I forgot about that. Obviously, this is the first time we've done this. So I'm cha changing the name on Twitch. Um, you learn new things as you go. Um, yeah, learn while you do it. <laughs> That's actually the best way to do things, I think. <laughs> 100%. 100 Yeah, anyway, I think you have said everything about me, but uh, what yeah. else? One thing you didn't say, I'm also events organizer for Baltic Society. And oh, still, no. I, I thought you yeah. finished that. No, okay. <laughs> still going for that one as well. <laughs> okay, well, um, that's good. Got the, it was good you said that. Um, yeah. You see, we all learn. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, the first section, we're just trying to get to know you a little bit. So I think one thing that uh, at least, I mean, all of us and some people watching as well have in common is that we're not you know, we're not born and raised in England or UK or London, or whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually just wondered, like, what's your what's your London story? Maybe you didn't start in London. Like, how did you move from back home to, to here? Actually, that's a really long story, but I'm going to make it short. Well, um, actually, I started going to UK summer camps when I was nine years old. I went to summer boarding courses since I was nine till I was 16. Okay. And at that time, I made UK feel like my home already. So I felt familiar with this country uh, in that time frame. And uh, when I had this point in school, when I had, had to decide if I want to go uh, to university 
And obviously I knew I will want to go, but I just didn't know where I want to go. Mm -hmm. I had three choices, Denmark, Netherlands, no or yeah, yeah, actually yeah. Denmark as well. Yeah, I have been where? in Denmark actually. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you are getting excited, okay, cool. Yeah, you get excited because you're from... <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and, uh, but with Denmark, uh, I thought, okay, the language is the barrier. Netherlands was really focused on business, and then I found Greenwich University in the UK, which was with the perfect marketing management program, which was at that time in the first place in London. Mm -hmm. So obviously I, I saw the campus, I saw the program, and I knew this is for me. <laughs> okay. So yeah, and then I got ready to go to the UK as I was already fami familiar with it. Yeah. And now I'm here in my second year. Wow. Did you move by yourself as well, right? I was like, completely alone. Oh, completely alone. Wow. Yeah. So you, you've had the same trouble. Like I remember the first time I, I moved, I was so naive for having to set up a bank account, a phone number, and address, uh, and all those kind of things. <laughs> uh, actually, it took me a year actually to sort everything out because yeah. it took time to acknowledge the environment, to get friends, to understand what the university wants from you because it's a completely different system than uh, in Latvia when I was studying there. And I think I made UK account only in the end of the last year. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's nothing it's, it's not like we have to feel pressured that we have to do everything straight away that your insurance number needs to be in the first week your bank account everything no that's not like that yeah it's true if i just yeah. had them all back then my life would have been so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you have it now <laughs> exactly yeah he, he knows all those things i, I I've, I've learned them for experience so that you know you'll get all those things as well don't worry yeah I bet, man. Now, I, um, well, that's that's great. It's kind of like segues into the next one, is which is like, what do you have like any greater passion in your life that maybe was the underlying reason for you want to move to London or even studying marketing? I don't know. Well, the main reason why I wanted to go to London to study marketing, like I could go to any country really, if you think yeah. about that, yeah. but. I felt like London at that time when I was going, okay, I'm talking like it was 10 years ago, <laughs> but, it was know, years ago. <laughs> but at that time, because it was not COVID and Brexit, so a lot has changed. Yeah. Um, at that time, I felt like London is a place where you can meet cultures, cultures from all the world around without yeah. traveling all the world. And it, it is actually like that. 100%. In the first year, I didn't even have many British friends. I had friends only from other countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just proves my point. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, true. So that, yeah. <laughs> but that is honestly that's one of the biggest gifts that, because obviously I don't know if people don't know, we all went, or you're you currently going, but we went to University of Greenwich. So we know how international that university is and how big of a gift that is. Yeah, that's amazing. I love this uh, in our university. So yeah. many international students. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. But that, it kind of, so just to understand, right, did you always think of marketing? Because, you know, no. it's always been the thing for you. Why did you? It has, it has, it's always a long path for me to understand things. I just take time to understand what I want in life. And when I was in school, I went to, through many phases. I wanted to go to study fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, then I wanted to be a stylist. Then I was thinking, Listen, Loretta, you shouldn't go in one niche. What if your mind changes? Yeah. 
And then I thought maybe it would be smarter. So I spoke to my dad actually about this and he said, okay, so there's this thing, marketing. You can literally use it for any niche you want in your life, but you can just do marketing in art, in fashion, whatever you want. So if you want to do fashion and your mind doesn't change, just study marketing and in the end you will do fashion marketing, right? And you know what? It was, he was right. My mind changed completely. I don't want to do fashion anymore. Uh, wow. But I'm really happy with the choice of doing general marketing. Yeah. And I feel so free of my choice to go in any direction I want to. That's good. So, yeah. it, it, gives those, it gives those kind of like core fundamentals for, for most industries that you you can kind of no matter where you go, you can go, okay, well, these core fundamentals, you know, because basically everything is selling something. So, you know, exactly. you know how to sell it. Yeah, exactly. You can have a, a pharmacy, you can have your own candle business, anything. You can, ex it can exist, but no one is going to know about it if there's not people like us who can market it, right? <laughs> I, 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 I agree, because like, I'm from a family, you know, you, very stereotypical, you know, be a doctor, a lawyer, or, <laughs> but that's because usually because it's industries that never dies. And in yeah. the fact, like marketing, it never dies. Marketing has always been a thing and it will always be a thing. And that's what I love about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's changing. So what, what else I love about marketing is that it's never the same. Yeah. It's always changing. So you can always find some, even every month trends change, everything changes. So every month we have to see their research, uh, adapt to the trends, uh, adapt to the changes. And uh, that's what I love in life. I don't like to be in one place. I like to go forward, like see things changing. Yeah, I get that. Wow, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I know you better already. Wonderful. <laughs> but it's funny, like, you, you know, you have people who, especially during uni like people have went through so many different uh, ways to get to uni but they kind of like they're all similar somehow yeah well it depends uh, uh, what kind of people you meet as well like if you surround yourself to people who are similar to you then you think it's a similar path but I believe there are quite many different people that are not so similar <laughs> I mean that's Just, true maybe you know I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I actually, when I look back, I spent most of my time spending, I spent most of our, my time with people in our course or at least people studying marketing. So that's why yeah. maybe I'm like cursed today. It's like all I think and talk about and is people <laughs> marketing and they need too much sometimes. Uh, well, I think you're, you're the only person who uh, makes yourself believe that it's too much. No. Yeah. Or otherwise your close friends would tell you. <laughs> Jamal, come on, come on. <laughs> Jamal, tell him, tell the truth. <laughs> oh, man. Um, actually, like speaking of like studies and stuff like that, how how has COVID affected you? Obviously, we're done now. So, but uh, like, how is it studying? This popular topic, just love it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, of course, it's important. We all are going through this. Um, it has been crazy for me. I could say from one side, it has changed my life forever, but from other side, to good, uh, to good perspective. Okay, so good. 
this year has changed me as a person completely because I have never had so much time to sit at home and to be with myself. Because I used to be the person who was always out, maybe spend one day at home. And I just, I don't know, I just like going out. (laughs) And and then this crash of COVID happened and I didn't know how to be with myself and how to spend time with myself. And and I was going crazy actually. (laughs) I I know that feeling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we we have all been there. And uh, I had to move back to my country for six months. Mm-hmm. And in Latvia, actually, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. We could go to events in summer. So I had great summer. We could have people up to 500 because the situation wasn't that bad. Right. And the second hardest part for me was coming back to UK to studies. Mm-hmm. When here was tier three and uh, everything was open till 10. I was not used to that and then all the bigger restrictions came and then it was second time when I had to adapt and that was so much harder than the first time because a lot of my friends had to leave again and I just had to adapt to this uh, system of Zoom all the time, computer all the time. But somehow I believe that those who adapt, those, those survive and I just found out that, okay, I have more time. I don't have to travel anywhere. So I'm going to just use that time to do other things. Maybe do some yoga, some meditation, do, I don't know, read some books or just call my friends, edit something. So now I have learned to use that time effectively, I would say. And now I'm feeling much better. Yeah. (laughs) There's a a lot of like bad, obviously there's a lot of bad stuff with COVID. There's people dying, people getting very ill economies crashing and stuff but as a as a whole to it's kind of like a global reset to like give us like a you know as a whole as a globe we get to just relax a bit and recharge and get used to being by ourselves learn new skills hopefully come out of it without too many scars i completely agree with that we still have to be aware not everyone has the opportunity to relax Hmm. But I mean, those who have, it's really great. And I'm thankful I have this opportunity to be at home and don't have to worry about the roof above my head. And that's just, it matters how we use our time in COVID, how we can just sit there and be depressive and sad and complain all the time, or we can just say, okay, it is what it is. I'm just going to do something about it. Just adapt. Yeah. (laughs) I I think people have that kind of like, I call it like, um, what do you call it? Like sense of survival. Like everyone, as a as a human, like we don't like we we don't just go down. Like some people, you know, have harder time to deal with um, troubles and situations. But it's yeah. impressive. Like I see it in our friend groups and stuff. Like how how mentally strong everyone has become, even though it's been hard yeah. and it is too hard. But like mentally, because there is there is no other way that you have to be mentally yeah. strong to survive. So it's it's just wonderful to hear and. It's, from yourself as thank well. Thank you, thank well, you. I hope you are feeling the same way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's inspiring, so absolutely. I think we, we get the best, We even before we jumped on the thing, um, we talked about like getting the best out of it. You know, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, be active, start some, some new hobbies and stuff, so. But I want to remind to like anyone who's listening that it's okay not to feel positive every day. That's, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay if you feel completely, I don't know, I don't want to say bad words. Uh, overwhelmed, <laughs> really yeah. Really bad, I would say it, you know. 
and uh, just don't make yourself always be happy. It's fine if you're not, and just accept it. And then whenever you can, try to smile again, try to look at the things differently again. Yeah, it, it's just it, because sometimes I feel like people feel that they have to always be happy. They always have to do so many things in order to be productive dur during COVID. It's not true. It really depends on how you feel. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it's called productive syndrome or something, but I definitely have it. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I always blame myself for like, oh man, I'm taking a break. I should have done something. And yeah, I, I know. Oh my God, that's 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 a problem actually for, I, I have the same problem because I just overwork, but I enjoy doing that. Mm. I enjoy work. I, I enjoy <laughs> doing things. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but sometimes we forget about ourselves. Yeah, I think, I know, no, of course. I, I think uh, it's just, we, we, we love what we do and we, we love to work. I think it's when it becomes to when you're guilty for not working, even though you, you know, you should never feel guilty for not being productive unless you've just spent a week doing nothing. Um, but, just like we have to make ourselves go maybe two days and tell yourself, don't do anything. And you're like, let's do that. No, 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 don't do anything. Just be lazy. <laughs> we have to teach that. <laughs> That should be a campaign. Be lazy. <laughs> See, even when we're talking about relaxing, Daniel is currently working and spinning and creating a campaign in his head. <laughs> he can't turn it off. Oh my god! Hear too much. It's true. I. Yes. Sorry. Uh, do you mind if we let's let's move on a little bit in, uh, away from COVID because we could stay talking about it for a very long time. Um, so what we want to know is, is marketing, especially like as a, as a kind of like course and something you learn, is the learning part of marketing outdated? You know, is it worth studying marketing at a place like university or, you know, can you just learn everything online for free or go take a course? There's lots of these course people about, you know, do you, do you think it's still worth studying marketing these days? Well, the thing is that you already mentioned learning online, learning somewhere, you're going to learn it anyway. It just depends where. So obviously everyone can choose their own path where they want to do it. There are many talented marketeers who have learned online and it's completely fine. And, but I personally just, I like going to university. I'm not going to university just for marketing. Obviously the, course is amazing and I absolutely love it but it's not the only reason if I want it's definitely worth uh, studying it because you as you said you're going to learn it anyway if you need to work in marketing they're going to maybe teach you do some training but you're going to need to learn it anyway so it just makes a difference either you do it in university or for free in courses or at work in training so it's definitely worth it what, what do you what do you think what do you think are the benefits of paying you know nine thousand if you're a home student here in the UK, fifteen thousand if you're an EU student, or you know in a place like America where you have to pay maybe fifty thousand pounds a year? What what's uh, what do you think are the main benefits? Well, yeah. Well, as I said before, it depends what you want. If you want to just learn marketing, maybe it would be better if you just. Did it maybe online, maybe some courses online, some books. It's completely possible to do it yourself. But uh, if you 
want to meet amazing people. Like I have met you guys through university. I have met so many amazing people who are my friends and not only friends, also people who are from uh, my network, mentors, uh, professional network. Yeah. Completely worth it. And uh, again, uh, three years of university is enough time for yourself to understand what you want to do in life, in which niche you want to go, uh, relax a little bit more, <laughs> don't go straight away to work life. And Sorry. just being, be, <laughs> being called a student is nice too. I like it. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's the personal experience and the personal connections that you think, yeah, which is good because that's, I, I completely agree. I, I completely agree. I think one thing is I, was, I, was, I would add because I 100% agree and that's the reason why I didn't study in Denmark as it's, it's free to study in Denmark. Um, yeah. Some of the theories, because I do... Like, I think the books in uni, even when we were there, like they were outdated. Like even mm -hmm. sometimes we had, you know, lecturers saying this book is one year old because there's no TikTok. There's nothing about yeah. TikTok. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, like, those things, really yeah. But the foundations of like how to think of marketing and the whole psychology behind it, it stays the same. So I think, you know. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, also when you're studying, you just get to speak to professionals, your teachers, lecturers, they're amazing people. You can learn so much from them. You cannot do that if you do only from YouTube. And as I said, it's everyone's preferences. And there are a lot of talented marketeers who study online, but I just love university life. It's hard. But what is not hard? What, has yeah, not, yeah, what exactly. doesn't have pluses and minuses in life? <laughs> true, true. Because um, obviously now in the introduction we, we mentioned something about societies and uh, you say you, you like to be a student as well. So like what's your, is it maybe a broad question, but like what's your whole opinion about societies? I bet you will say yes, it's worth it. But you know, what's the, what do you think is important to know about it? Well, it's important in a way that um, I came alone to this country and I had, I didn't know anyone really. Mm -hmm. And society is where was a way how to meet a lot of uh, like-minded people. Through societies, I gained friends, contacts, experience. I I could uh, I could be seen in through like staff of the university as well. They started inviting me maybe to collaborate on another event. You're just going deeper in university life. You're just not sitting there and studying. You're going inside the full experience. And obviously, if you have time and willingness, there are so many societies, so many topics. You can do literally anything, and it's worth it. Uh, but one thing I can say, it literally is how much you give, that's how much you can get from them. Okay. You can be in society and just be there. Nothing's going to happen. You're not going to get anything. Yeah. Or you can involve work. Maybe it's voluntary for now, but it's worth it. 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, at one point you mentioned in terms of how many societies there is. There's so many. Like, there's for everything. There's really, that first year I went, uh, there's something about like people who watch Disney movies, not just movies, yeah. only yeah. Disney movies. My, so my, friend, my friend was the president of the Hummus Society. So, like, <laughs> there, there's a sleeping society as well. You're kidding. What? No, no, I'm sleeping not kidding. Society. Yeah. It was made last year and then somewhere and people just came together to sleep. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
the health, the health and safety, and everything else involved in setting up that society. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that just proves you can find anything for your interest. True. No excuses. Oh man! Wow. Sleeping society. Well, how many? Like, how many societies were you in? Like, I mean, are, are you in? I don't know how it works now with COVID, but obviously. Well, now all the societies still keep running. It's just online and do a lot of less events because people are just tired of Zoom and Microsoft Teams. But a funny thing is that because of because first year there were so many societies, I signed up like for eight. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but listen, listen. I with time I understood mm, maybe that's a little bit too much, mm -hmm. and I had to find priorities. And then I was in a committee for three societies. Mm -hmm. But I had much more time than this year. This year I'm only in two uh, societies. Like is a committee member. Yeah. But it takes a lot of time. But um, yeah, this year I just understood I had to have different prior priorities and. Even now, I was planning maybe to leave uh, one of the societies because of the time, but I, I can't leave my team. I just can't. If I started <laughs> working with them, I'm going to be there till the next elections. I get it. Yeah, finish like kind of like finished. Yeah. Ish. I I, th I think that's the, one of the good things about universities. It, it it also allows you to really hone in your time management skills and, and understand how much is too much. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just important to understand that it's uh, too much before you burn out. Yeah. So it's important to learn to rest, as I said, to be lazy for two days. <laughs> lazy for two days. Noted. Yeah. That's noted. Wow. Do you, do you have any, like, um, Jamal is just taking a break. <laughs> in a second. But, like, do you have any, because now we're speaking of societies and stuff, like, any extraordinary memories? It doesn't necessarily need to be with society, but just like uni, um, like with something could be related to marketing or, you know, mm. like a late perception. Let me think. I mean, just when you ask that question, the whole uni experience is so saturated and every month is completely different for me because every month you meet someone new yep. and every new person in your life changed your life a little bit. Mm. and. Even my first uni year was completely different than this one. Okay, obviously because of COVID as well, but people who I spend my time with, completely different people. And I know I genuinely like everything that happens. I like those periods when everyone is stressed out in library. It's kind of funny. Oh, <laughs> I like library. those periods. <laughs> I like those uh, periods when everyone is, everyone was going out or even now and I, I just, I think every experience is interesting and nice, and it, it just depends how you look at it, you know? It's good. You're a very positive person. That's one thing for sure. <laughs> I, we love it. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's uh, what do you call it? Like, it's effect, effective? No, what is We have a day. It's contagious. You see, when you're in Denmark for too long, you're forgetting this word. Oh, Jamal, what did you say? Oh, I said it's contagious. Voila. Contain, contagious. Yeah, yeah contagious. contagious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we need, need to get, get you back, back to London ASAP. ASAP. Oh yeah, man. It's uh, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> so um, now that you are uh, still a student, is there some things that you wish you knew before you started? You know, something mm. that if I just knew that before I started, I would have been. 
Yeah. Um, let me think. Maybe understand that it's not gonna be 100% perfect how I study. So, for example, I, I came to university and I made this plan of how wonderful I'm gonna study, make tables and uh, time, uh, time schedule when everything needs to be done. But then it's important to understand that life is going to happen in between. And there will be good and bad periods and they're gonna affect how you feel. So I just, this year, I just let myself go with the life. And if I miss something, that's not end of the world. Because I, I mean, because of the big, big price we are paying, I felt yeah. a need, a strong need to follow everything. But then I understood we're doing it for us and it's okay if we feel bad. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing for sure. Just to understand that if you have life and other activities, you will not be able always to do everything perfectly, and that's completely normal. Good. Do you, do you, like a question we've been asked a lot is like how we manage time, and I know that you are, you know, you you're quite busy as a person, even with COVID. So, like, how do, yeah. you, how do you manage? Like, what's are your what are your tips on like managing time? Um, I used to use calendar where I can write. Okay. But then I understood that's not enough and I moved to <laughs> computer yep. and what I do now, I just uh, make a plan for all week in Word documents. I make table by a day and then I write everything I need to do by time and then I put uh, in like different color things that are on question mark. So I'm not sure if I'm, that's going to happen. It's just, it, it really helps me to put everything out and not think about it because I, if I don't write it down, I'm more likely to forget or get stressed out. Now I can forget about those things because I have all of them in Word documents and whenever I need, I can look at it yeah. and it just makes my mind so much more free. I would definitely suggest people to plan their time. It's going to save a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, what is it? Did you use Jamal? You use the same thing as you use? I used to use yeah yeah like yeah one note as well and then i'd plan i'd set that out and i'd put different topics each one for a different uh, module and then each module would have different you know uh things and then each each one would it, it basically the whole thing would be organized as much as possible and then all of that into a google calendar uh yeah <laughs> automate and plan and organize as much as possible i'm very organized digitally i'm not very organized in person but online i try to keep everything <laughs> <laughs> been there done that <laughs> yeah i remember the best feeling of you i don't know if you, i bet you have this now loretta um the whole like closing tabs after you submit a sub assignment and stuff yeah yeah, you know? yeah i'm waiting for that for my last assignment right now <laughs> can't wait just it's it feels it feels like you have washed yourself it feels so clear you have <laughs> freed up space for yourself <laughs> it's true yeah <laughs> Jamal, do you remember the feeling of the last assignment, like the last, Ooh. you know, consultancy project? Yeah, I do. If, if anything, it felt quite numbing. It, 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 it felt the opposite sense of all the other ones. It was like, oh, this is the end. There's no more. Yeah, like one, like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're kind of sad, right? It's like, this is the last time I'll do it. It's kind of... Time actually runs so fast. I'm moving to the third year so fastly. I can't believe this. Mm -hmm. It's true. 
it, it go, this I always say, uh, well, I heard this once, uh, was that the days go slow, but the years go fast. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really weird. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you say it and take a drink, and then it's like, let's soak in. Dramatic effect. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ah, well, um, have I missed anything? You know, in terms of like writing things down, I am the kind of person who writes things down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's no problem. Why don't we go into, uh, we haven't done this yet, have we? Your best and worst memory of studying marketing. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, worst comes in my mind. Uh, anything that's connected to math, I have had. Have you had any great... mathematics? In, with with well, I don't feel like I've studied mathematics during my time. It's not in the hardest uh, form, but anything that's even we had this fin finan financial financial aspects of marketing. Yeah. And we had to do that profit and loss. And I know it's funny for some people, but I'm not maths person at all. <laughs> so I had really hard time on that one. And uh, obviously some breakdowns this year, uh, doing assignments, not the best times. You, you just sit there and hope that your EC is going to be accepted. And uh, it's not always roses and sun. <laughs> obviously we have really hard moments. And, Sometimes I feel like I don't understand marketing at all <laughs> oh, because really? it's so, there's so much information. Yeah. Well, okay. but, I mean, no, it's, it's because you have so much information and the more you learn, the more you understand that there's more to learn in that yeah. case. So um, I felt for a year I don't understand marketing. And then this year I had to actually start working on uh, real cases or um, just some kind of uh, experiences. And then yeah. I understood, okay, I know this, I know that. Wow, I actually know marketing, that feels good. So I think that those moments are the ones that actually make me feel so good about myself, that the work I have put in, that uh, all all the subjects have come come, come to my mind and then together, like to make this big picture of things. Yeah. Because at the start you do everything by small step, small step, you don't really know how it all, all looks together and in the end it all makes sense <laughs> yeah, that's true do you have like a favorite like uh, course yeah i my favorite course is digital marketing mm -hmm. uh brand advertising oh no brand uh, management okay <laughs> advertising and this year i actually like ppd Personal professional development. A lot of people wow. in your, in your or, or university doesn't like it, but I think it's a great way how to reflect on yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is, Is that, that PPD one or PPD two? Or both? I mean, in general, I think it's really valuable subject. Just it it caused a lot of controversy amongst our group. I remember. I I yeah. think I agree with you that the fact that like having it as a course is wonderful because there are yeah. You know, Forcing, not forcing, but like telling people to have a LinkedIn if they don't have one, it's a good thing. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Yeah. But, those yeah. Kind of things. yeah. yeah. For, for anyone listening, listening, just uh, as, uh, as a like, context, basically, uh, as Loretta said, it's personal professional development. development. Uh, it's, it's a required course uh, that was in the uni that you went to, uh, University of Greenwich, and uh, it teaches you how to get a job, how to, um, you know, 
personal brand, put yourself out there, write CVs, do LinkedIn uh, and stuff like that. So that's that's just the context of where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. It, the problem was that people thought it was like, it was unnecessary stuff of like doing a SWOT on yourself and doing like those kind of things. But I don't know, I, I kind of liked it. I, I didn't mind like thinking of myself in like third person-ish. Yeah, yeah, the self-awareness. Exactly, exactly. I think it's really valuable. When Jamal noted those things, what they teach, I was thinking, how how can that not be valuable mm -hmm. to re to go out in the business world if you think about that? But yeah, yeah. I absolutely love uh, digital marketing. I'm really sad it was only for one term. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember? Wait, uh, Daniel. Do you remember? I won't say who it was, but do you remember the story? You know, the SWAT on yourself. So. Basically, right. When, you know the when you have to do the SWOT on yourself. When someone they were doing their strengths, they said that um, their strength was that they were pretty. Oh! <laughs> you see, they needed that course. <laughs> they needed the self awareness. It's good to be confident. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That was in your class. Uh, who's? Cl I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. It, it was our class, but we don't want to. Docs, docs, docs who it was, but, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the person grew a lot throughout the years. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. Not more self aware now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, so, so what, what was your, your best memory then? If, if, if your worst memory was, um, was maths. maths. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, well, best memory was going to lectures in real life last year. Being able to work in groups with people and just discuss many cases of marketing. It was so much fun. I had a lot of fun. This year it's completely different. Obviously we can still work in groups, but we all know. Yeah. It's a little bit different now. But I, but the best, I, I don't know, it's, it's really hard when you ask me like that because the overall experience is really good. Mm -hmm. I enjoy studying marketing in general. So it's really hard for me to say exact moments. Mm -hmm. I just uh, love the feeling of sorry. <laughs> no problem. Uh, any, any any crazy university, university memories like, like so far, far that you've made? Any that you're able to say? Oh well, I can't say those. <laughs> too, too, <laughs> too damaging for future employers. Yeah. Yes, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I want to be employed. <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're bringing you on her on a podcast and just destroying her career. <laughs> <laughs> there was that one time you you stole a cone and. <laughs> We can talk about that after. Yeah. <laughs> what, Jamal, do you have any, actually? I'm trying to think myself. Do you have any? Well, well I've, do, I've, I've done, done the very obvious. Uh, see, see, we, we didn't need to worry about this because we, we work for ourselves. ourselves. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, we, I once did the very basic uh, steal a cone, you know, steal a street cone. Oh, that one. Thrown up in a lot of places that I shouldn't have. Yeah. Other than so that, Jamal basically had he he had his fun in uni. Yeah, I, I could have had more fun. Yeah. I could I could have had more fun. We, we did work quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, another thing I just remembered that you said um, it's important before you go to university to use as much as possibilities you can and be open to as much as people you can, because the more people you meet, the bigger chance you're going to meet people you like. Yeah. yeah, and uh, that's what Jamal said. He wishes he could have more fun. Well, just have to 
go out of your comfort zone so much just to talk a lot of people and go out and do stuff. Yeah. It's just crazy how actually it makes our unique experience. Yeah. I, I always recommend... Oh, sorry, I was going to just say, I always recommend if you're staying in halls or like a you know, public place uh, with other students, on your first day, leave your door open. Don't even open, like, don't even shut it for the whole first day. So that way it forces you to meet new people. That's a good one. You're, you're now like, why didn't I do that when I was in halls? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, where were you? <laughs> Or leave like pages on people's doors. Hi, you can come over, like meet me. I, it's such it's such an important thing. I agree. Like, cause uh, one that maybe people know if they don't, like Gary Vee, he always talks about uh, in internships. It's not about what you do when you're at the internship. Like, it's not even if you work for Coca Cola or whatever. It's not about the work. It's about who you meet in that yeah. place. And it's the same for exactly. the same community. Like it doesn't matter if it's uh, someone in a hole in the hole, so like your teacher, a friend of a friend. Like that is just worth every penny you spent. Exactly. Uh, no. yeah. I love that so much. Uh, mm -hmm. met, I was trying to think like uh, I can't like I was trying to find like oh I've met this person which really changed my path, but it's difficult to find one. I mean obviously Jamal, mm -hmm. <laughs> doing business and stuff together and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, oh man, yeah. Inspiring, it inspiring. University, that's why. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. If we miss university, it means there's something to miss, you know? Exactly. It was good. Uh, so, obviously, um, you're not in final year yet. Um, but as you're coming into final year, what, what's your biggest challenge, non-COVID based? Um, mm -hmm. what's, what's your biggest, biggest challenge you're finding as a uni student? <laughs> well, biggest challenge is to, like, sometimes when you're studying really hard subjects and you, it's, it's really hard to keep going when you don't understand the subject and everyone else does. Mm. And to believe that it's okay that maybe there are some things you will not understand because at those moments I just feel like oh maybe this is not the right thing for me why did I choose this maybe marketing is not for me maybe I should do something else and but, yeah the main thing is like sometimes it's really challenging to keep going and to believe that okay I will I will learn this or if not that's okay yeah and, but actually, I'm gonna. I'm planning on doing placement next year. Oh, oh. nice. Okay. Yeah. Have you applied? <laughs> um, yeah, I have applied to some, mm -hmm. and I'm having interviews soon. Nice. So let's see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I will apply definitely more, and it's really challenging at the moment too because I have to do coursework and I have a lot of different activities. But I'll manage. Uh, but the thing is that. I just want to expand this university experience. So doing a placement would just make me be longer a student. I mean, I haven't heard anyone <laughs> you know like placement like not being happy, mm -hmm. uh, not yet at least. So yeah, 
you get, you get to, to extend the experience, experience a bit more, learn loads on the, the like in a placement, get to know people, and, and you get, get a paid. So like it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's only, only benefits. benefits. Just an extra. <laughs> yeah, it is. But how, yeah. can I actually ask something? Maybe not yeah. that much uh, related to um, the whole uh, marketing study a little bit, because obviously you're studying marketing and all that kind of things. But on your Instagram, mm -hmm. it's very much focused on the, the photography side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, are you are you finding into like a, so how to correlate this? How, are you finding internships and a placement with photography and marketing, or is it what kind of field? Well, photography is a really really important hobby for me and a way how to express myself. And yeah. I believe that doing photography right now would help me in some kind of way in the future with marketing as I could uh, produce content. But right now it is just as a hobby I'm learning, hopefully one day to earn with it. But um, yeah, you're right. You have an eye to notice that I definitely want to pursue marketing in creative industries, yeah. as I said on my LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. But um, Everything that's connected to art, music, um, creative people, people who create things. I just yeah. like that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm creating myself and I'll see maybe one day it's going to be connected. But right now it's just a way how to express myself. It's good. and like it. Well, we wish you all the best with that. Thank um, you. <laughs> um, Jamal, do you want to go into the, the what, little fun section? Yeah, uh, so, so we've, we've, we've come up with a new section for the podcast, guys, guys. Uh, and you'll, you'll be the first person doing this, Loretta. So, so this oh, is called Trend. trend. <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's called Trend versus Mainstream. So what we're going to do is we're going to say something and then we will have a discussion. You, you'll go first on each one um, uh, on your opinion. But we'll talk about whether it's a trend, whether it's something that's you know, you know, just, just here, here for a little bit, bit or it's mainstream and it's, it's something that's going to be, you know, long term uh, and it's going to be a big part of, of both the marketing industry or, mm. or any industry that we're talking about. Okay, that's interesting. So the first one is TikTok. Is it a trend or a mainstream? Oh, that's a hard one. I think that it's a... <laughs> First thought that came into my mind that it's a trend because I, I compare it to wine, mm -hmm. but wine wasn't that popular. TikTok is just increasingly popular in the way how it makes music popular, people popular, the algorithms are just crazy. So uh, today, actually, I was reading a report uh, that said that TikTok is the second uh, most used platform in America between youth. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I still believe it's a trend. I don't think it's going to be as long, uh, like that long as uh, Instagram. So, so I, I actually completely disagree with you, um, yeah. <laughs> which is great. That's why it's wonderful to have different views on it. Exactly. So I think TikTok is here to stay. I think Vine warped so TikTok could kind of run, maybe jog. Um, <laughs> eventually it will run. Um, but uh, right now I think it's jogging. And, uh, it's, it's, it's actually not only just second in youth, youth. It's, it's, it's about to take over Instagram on monthly users. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a, a current TikTok's currently at 800 million monthly users, while to, uh, Instagram is at a billion. Um, I don't think it'll ever get to Facebook level, but I think it'll 
it'll do well. well. The, the only thing that I think could stop it is like regulation. Like, like if the US, US does, does eventually ban it, I think it will go. Um, or advertising. Mm, yeah. Like if it's too much advertising, people get bored of it. That's what happened with wine, actually. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was. But, but Instagram does very well with their advertising. I think what separates TikTok out, as you said, it's the algorithm. You know, it's 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 so unique and specific, and it it really does just break things down without having you to do stuff because the wonderful part of a creator with TikTok is you know your stuff only gets shown to people if it's good um and so yeah and there's always a possibility that if you make good content you'll reach loads of people um and also it, it <clears throat> sorry it uh, matches with our psychology mm-hmm. nowadays so we have really short attention span yeah and TikTok is just perfect for that yeah. because you don't have to watch long videos. You get that, that how it was called, that, not endorphin. Like, uh, serotonin. serotonin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get a result really fast. Uh, dopa- dopamine, dopamine, yeah. Dopamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just perfect for nowadays mind. Mm, so yeah, that's what. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it went. It went. It, it went, went like TV, TV or it went movies, TV. So it's gone an hour and a half to, to an hour to 30 minute sitcoms to 10 minute YouTube videos. And now we have one minute TikToks. <laughs> so it's like it's crazy. getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, that explains a lot about us. <laughs> I, I, I'm still I'm still in between, to be honest. I think I definitely think it's a, a thing every business should be on. Uh, personal business, a personal branding or a business, but uh, like in order to maintain the amount, like the, in the same way as Instagram has like relevancy, I, I do think TikTok needs to not now, but at some point come up with some other direction or add something else to it. What that is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know True. But, yeah. Because yeah, things need to change after a time. You cannot be that popular with the same thing all the time. That's true. Yeah, yeah they've, they've, they've been, been luckily adding some, some nice new features of adding the stitch option where you can stitch into other people's videos. I think if they continue to keep updating, like you say, Dan, I think they then they'll have their staying power. If they just get a bit lazy and go, okay, well, we're doing good, we'll leave it as it is, you know, then they could eventually <laughs> drop off. Yeah. Um, okay, next, next topic, VSCO filters. Or visco filters. filters. As, As a fellow photographer, photographer um, what's, what's your thoughts on visco filters? Well, I have just I I've been using visco filters for years, and now I'm in that phase that I moved to Lightroom. Mm. It depends. I mean, I think visco is such a good editing app for people who want to edit mm. nicely, but without too much uh, specifics. If you want to go a little bit more professional and like I'm learning right now, I am moving to Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Um, Vesco currently changed their platform, which I don't like. It's really not um, easy to use. Mm-hmm. And it, it's my personal opinion. Like for me, Vesco just died. Yeah. <laughs> so it might die for other people too, as there are a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who are making their own presets, own apps, and maybe for free. I don't know, I just have seen a lot of apps like that, and Vesco is trying to change and adapt, like you said, that we have to add new features, but they did it a little bit in the wrong direction. So, so this you, is my personal opinion. Are you saying trend or mainstream? 
I think that now it's a trend. Okay. 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 Uh, Daniel, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, th I thought, yeah, okay. Can I say something first before I say it? Yeah, well, yeah you um, go for it. But I thought, it, I've always thought it was a trend. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I, we have two lovely Norwegian friends who... Um, oh, Visco girls. girls. Let's, let's, let's play, play out there. Like like they're the Visco girls. Oh, they have the hydro flask. They have the, you know, they have everything. But the fun like, thing is, is that people in, yeah. at least from them, I learned from them, I learned that people in Norway use it as a social media platform. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was really? a place where I go in and I like edit my picture, save it and put it on Instagram. Yeah. But, like they yeah. use it, like they had it in, I don't know if this right. they had it in the bios and then they show, they usually use it to you, like the pictures that you don't want to put on Instagram, but you don't want to put on Snapchat either. It's like that in between. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe it would say mainstream. What do you say? Sorry. Well, maybe it, it, it could go mainstream to some countries and in some countries it could die because <laughs> even like WhatsApp or Telegram, the usage yeah. is completely different in different countries, you know? Yeah, very true. I think, I think Visco should have done what Lightroom did and allowed creators to make their own like presets. True. So I don't know if they do. Correct me if they do. But no, no, no. But no, if Wisco allowed, uh, like these photographer people to do their own presets on Visco. Visco, listen, listen to us. <laughs> so you can technically download Visco presets for Lightroom and change them in Lightroom to you know adapt them a bit. So if you just moved over to the Lightroom from Visco, I'd recommend downloading the Visco presets. Think, but they do cost money. Um, not, not too much, much though. So you're all right. Um, but, but okay, so, so I'd say we are pretty much all equal on about, you know, that it's, it's trend, but it could be mainstream in other places. Yes. Here's a controversial one, kind of. Zoom. Oh, okay. I think that this is going to become mainstream because um, Zoom has proved people that they do not always have to travel do not always need to have a room uh, to communicate with people. It's really, really, um, how do you say, comfortable this way. And I think that uh, COVID is going to have an influence in a lot of things. And one of those things is going to be how we communicate with people. Obviously, a lot of deals and things are going to still be made in real life. But if you just need to meet someone for 30 minutes, you might just have a business call over Zoom. Yeah. Who knows? See, See, now, so I, I agree with you in that sense that it's like things will change and we'll go a lot more online, meeting this kind of way. Um, but I think Zoom itself, like the platform, I think it's kind of a trend. I think, I think people are going to move away from Zoom, and, as they already are, towards Teams, Google Meets. Uh, and stuff like that. Just oh, so you mean like the platform Zoom? Zoom. Yeah, specifically, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think, think Zoom is, is a trend or do you think Zoom itself will also be mainstream? Well, I don't know because a lot of, there are a lot of alternatives already. Mm. Yeah. A lot of other alternatives people are using. I mean, if Zoom is not going to advance in any way and it is as it is, maybe it will die. But already, as you said your answer, it's really hard for me to say because you influenced yeah. my answer. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's, that's why, why we go with you first. first. <laughs> uh, Daniel, what do you think? Um, for Zoom, I think again, it's like um, I think the biggest mistake that they've done, and I've said it all the time, is the, the forty-minute thing, thing in it. 
Yeah, it's the 40 minute, like you have to, you're limited on that. If they did like Google Meet and made it so much easy to like start a meeting and have it for two hours if you wanted, they would have done better. Uh, so yeah. I think the uh, trend. The, the fact, fact that it's the only one you pay for, it's, it's so. Yeah. I mean, they they thought it's going to be really good business when everything started. That's why they did that. Mm -hmm. But they didn't do it in the, like they didn't cancel that in the right timing. If they yeah. canceled it in the right timing, they could maybe have survived. Yeah. But as they just kept it, other platforms just say, okay, they want money, we don't. Everyone's going to come mm -hmm. fast. The one I thing I think they did well, sorry, Jamal, no, no, it's no, just good. that Zoom created a culture. So what we used to do before is said, let's Skype, let's jump on Skype. Let's do yeah. it. Like we used the word Skype, like as a, as a term. And, and then, then it became, became FaceTime and, and now it's exactly. Zoom. Yeah. So that's what they've done really well, but I don't know like what's that going to last. Like put it in the dictionary. Yeah. yeah. Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. So it's any, any call that's online. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I do, I do think, think that, that is going to be true. Like, like it, 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 even right now. I'd, I'd say, say let's jump, jump on Zoom, Zoom and we're on Google, Google, we're doing this over Google Meet. Um, yeah. I, 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 do, I, do I do understand why they, they charge, charge, though, why, why they have the 40-minute things. things. Because, you know, all the other major alternatives, you have you know, Microsoft Teams, Teams run by Microsoft. You know, it's already part of their 365 package, which, you know, most people are already paying for. So it's included in that. Google Meets, you know. We, we are, are the product, product itself, itself. <laughs> data. If you're not paying for a product, you are the product. So, so Exactly. I, That's so good. Write <laughs> <Very laughs> it down. Write <laughs> <laughs> it down. Uh, let's, let's go on to the next one. one. So, so what's the next topic we have written down? down. Oh, okay. So, so box office streaming. So instead of movies being shown on cinema, you've got stuff like Mulan, Black Widow, all of these films that are being put out onto streaming sites like Netflix, Netflix HBO Max and stuff like that. So what's your view on that? Box office streaming. Box office streaming, you mean in a relation like Netflix? Yeah, yeah so, so like, like, you know, instead of uh, box office films being put out on cinema, they're now on yeah. street streaming sites. Um, do you think that will continue once everything's you know, back to normal? Do you think it's a trend that's just happening to fill a void? Or do you think it will become the mainstream and all cinema movies will be available from the comfort of your home? That's a good tagline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, uh, right. Almost said it in Latvian. <laughs> um, I'm not so familiar with films and Netflix and that kind of stuff. I don't know how it really works, so it's really hard for me to say. Mm. I don't think that cinema movies are going to be like, because cinema is still a thing. People will want to go on dates or <laughs> yeah. just, yeah. it's an experience and it's going to be there always. People will not want to, like Netflix is really convenient at home, but I don't think that cinema movies are going to be in Netflix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What so, do you think, Jamal? I think there's going to be a nice mix. I think to start with, it's going to be, you know, once cinema's open up again, I think, I think people, people are still, still even going to be a little bit cautious of you know, sitting in a room with 30 young people. Um, yeah. That it will be available in cinemas, like all, like the films, and then for a much more premium price, also available online. Um, and eventually, it'll even out, and then you'll just have the option to do both for that 10, 15 years. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, you go to the cinema, you pay £10 to go see the new James Bond movie, but you can pay... £35 to watch at home. Yeah. Maybe um, something like that. 
Well, if someone really hates cinema, <laughs> they're going to pay 20 more. Well, because if you pay £10 each for, you know, you and five mates or you and your family, it works out after, like, popcorn and all those things, like, 50, 60 quid. So if you're paying 30 quid to watch at home. But it's an experience. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I think, again, I think the answer comes to what the corporates are going to end up doing. So if, like, Universal and all those... I don't know, I need to think about the order. But I think if the movie, the people owning the movie... Um, no, the cinemas, if they have enough capital to buy those movies and say, hey, we buy that the rights for this one, like if they have more buying power than Netflix and stuff, which I don't think they have, but no, if no. they did, um, they would have been able to do it like the old good old days. But I think, as Jamal said, you know, it's going to be like a mix, but then the culture of going to cinema is always going to be there because it's just been yeah. a year of COVID. If it was like 10 mm-hmm. years, years, yes, maybe the culture had changed. But like, I still have the culture of going to cinema, buying the popcorns warm, you know. <laughs> Daniel really wants popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Oh, uh, Daniel, Daniel knows how much I love popcorn. <laughs> I love we popcorn are. too. I actually haven't met anyone who doesn't like popcorn. Oh, uh, nor have yeah. I. It is oh, a wonderful. Oh, I, have a, I can talk about something. Okay. So, uh, Loretta, how do you eat popcorn? What's the flavor of popcorn you eat? Salty. Salty, yes. right? Yeah. Well, well done. You've, You've joined, joined the crew. <laughs> Anyone that's a sweet is wrong. Wrong. I don't care who's listening to this. They're wrong. But Jamal, you're the first English person that I've met that actually prefers the salty ones. Really? Well, yeah, I'm, I come here and you can buy sweetie ones everywhere. Yeah, you see like toffee ones and stuff like that. Like, no, get. There's only two acceptable flavors. Butter, butter and salt. salt. That's, That's the, the only two flavors. Well. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I'm hungry. Okay. Topics about food. Oh, we we won't have you on our other channel, Daniel, because you'll get really really hungry on our other brand. <laughs> um, the next one we have is. Oh, uh, sorry. The next and last one of trend versus. Oh wait. So box office streaming was it trend or mainstream? I think. Trend. Well, as I said, I don't even—I didn't even know that it's happening now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I don't watch movies too much. Okay. Um, then uh, well, the, the last, last one is, one is di- digital, digital networking. networking. So, so um, there are certain places where you can go and uh, do digital networking. networking. So instead of going into a place and meeting people in real life, you can jump on. To Zoom meetings that are automatically set up. There's one called Meow, by the way, where you can jump in with free random business owners. There's, you know, LinkedIn, where there's um, Facebook groups that are doing a lot of these online networking. Do you think that's a trend or a mainstream? Well, I think that um, it depends on the business because for some businesses, it's it will be more convenient to make conferences or... Um, you know, like, I don't know how those travel trips are called in England, but sometimes you have to travel for work mm-hmm. to meet, like, to conferences. So maybe uh, to save costs, it will be more efficient for them to make online conferences. Mm-hmm. I have read actually some articles about that, that it's going to be implemented in the future. Uh, it's not going to replace everything, obviously, but I think it's here to stay. 
-hmm. for also to reduce CO2 levels of planes and yeah. uh, transportation. Yeah. So, um, what was the word? Mainstream? Mainstream, yes. Mainstream. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree as well. As well. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, what that's all I have to say on this. I agree, mainstream. mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> opinion the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, um, I think though, I think the whole digital networking is a trend right now. It's going to be mainstream because, uh, you know, people from Dubai want to network with people easier and faster instead of buying a ticket. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, being away from each other for that long, I think I'm craving a networking event where I actually meet people face to face. Um, so, but my answer is still mainstream. I just do, I do think that people are going to miss. Yeah, and imagine as well if you don't have to travel some families can stay together because they don't have to go for two week trips if they can do everything online mm -hmm. yeah i also think people are just better at networking online now because they have like you know before maybe it was a little bit like half half like hey so what do you do but now people actually invested and they see it as a and thing. also, if, it, if, if it's, it's a very awkward, awkward you could just like accidentally put yourself on mute and then just be like, oh, no. or oh, something happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the Wi Fi stopped. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't, don't have to be like, oh, okay. okay yeah. And, and then, then casually sip yeah, it, the, the, the one free beer, beer that you've got, got or wine. Just be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> no, yeah. actually, I, I think online communication really suits a lot of people who may feel socially anxious. Yeah. And it's, it's much easier for them. Yeah. You don't have to actually stand in front of the person. Yeah. But yeah, man, one day, one day we will all meet. Can I can I ask them? Because um, um, we I've created one. I haven't promoted it out yet because I recently created it on behalf of Millennial Marketers. Uh, it's a group that's called Aspiring Marketers Community. So basically, it's a LinkedIn group that I thought about creating. And then mm -hmm. in that LinkedIn group, as the name says, people who want to be marketers, who are like in the you know early stages and still learning and don't want to be in those big groups where they don't like dare to say anything. Yeah. Um, like create a group for them. Um, what do you think? First of all, do you think it's a good idea? And if it, if you do think, what do you think needs to be in that group? What's what will like put? What would uh, make you go into that kind of group? I think it's a really good idea because, especially for students, we are so lost sometimes. And uh, that would be a great place for people in their early marketing stages to maybe ask questions or ask for advice or share their uh, opinions on topics. Maybe just, you know, it would be interesting to share interesting data, interesting news, interesting, uh, as you are usually posting your, on your LinkedIn, Yeah. interesting mm -hmm. data about some kind of articles. Yeah. Um, the same people could share it and i think it would be wonderful networking for us okay well cool. well thank you i mean it's, it's it's feedback that's always good to have uh, yeah i would definitely join and if i if i knew that everyone is uh, free that i am not professional in marketing yet mm. i would write there i would yeah. ask for maybe app advices or i would share articles from medium if someone doesn't know what is it you know mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, no problem. So we're gonna get nearer to the end now. Uh, we've gone, you know, a nice uh, just over an hour in. Um, I'd say to anyone watching live right now, uh, please put your question into the chat. Um, 
you know, if you have any questions for Loretta uh, that you'd like to know about Sterling at Marketing or just anything about her, um, you can put it in the chat. We will read it out. Um, if not, uh, then we'll jump into a little section. Uh, so while we're waiting for, you know, some people to ask, ask some questions and stuff, let's jump into uh, any, uh, you know, a discussion about, you know, what it's like getting a job as a graduate. So obviously you're not at this point yet. Um, but what are the key things you've done so far? Uh, obviously, you're looking to do a placement, for example. Uh, is there any other key tips that you've learned so far on getting ready to leave university and once it's all over? Mm -hmm. Well, what I'm definitely doing is building my network all the time when I can. But it's not in a way that I'm doing it, uh, that I'm pushing to do it it comes naturally whenever mm -hmm. i'm in some kind of event if i see nice people nice professionals i'm going to keep contact with them especially on linkedin that's one thing another mm -hmm. thing uh i attend a lot of university workshops about career yeah our university has really good bsco employability office which helps with everything with uh, personal branding cv writing they help you to prepare for a real world i would say that and i'm using all the possibilities from there and it has helped me so much to understand what's happening in the job market currently good so that's yeah. that's, that's how I'm, I'm i'm trying to get ready for that and to to the people listening most universities have this um so you'll find some kind of business employability or you know um employ employability office at your at your university so if you're currently studying uh, go look for that. That'll be able to help you with those kind of things. Definitely, it's. it's we have a friend who who still works actually uh, with the BSEO. So it's um, yeah, it's a it's a great place. I remember I I went because I thought I wanted to do a placement as as well, mm -hmm. uh, and a lady called Catherine. Um, yeah, Catherine know. Leopold. Yeah, yeah, she's a wonderful lady. She works there, um, and she got it's like she was the one, not stopping me, but like. Like kind of make my mind up with either going to New York or not going to New York. Um, so I, I actually thank her for not because she said New York's never going to go anywhere. Uh, True. So yeah, she, they, they generally <laughs> care about like you. So my point was like team over there really care about you. And, uh, that's, you that's, that's, that's really valuable. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, do they, have you done any CV workshops with them? Yeah. I've heard a lot of those. Yeah. I did before applying to placements, so I had some Zoom calls, <laughs> and um, they really helped me. Good. Okay. Have to use the help the university provides us. It's true. It's it's funny from our end, like because now we are having like people applying for like jobs and internships at our yeah us, and then we have to look at the CVs and stuff, and you're like, oh wow, I remember like for instance in this case, Catherine told me about these things, and like actually it makes sense. Like having to read yeah. these, these things make sense to, you know, to think about. So Yeah. And the first catch line, it always works, right? Like the design and what they put about themselves. It's really important. I agree. Like, especially, especially based on the job. Like if you're applying for like, I don't know, graphic designer, it's always nice to have like a, something that shows that you're a graphic design. Yeah. 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 That's but the difference between Denmark and UK is that in Denmark we have pictures on our CV. Uh, uh, the same in Latvia. Yeah, yeah. that's a big, have, yeah. big no-no here. 
that's, but that's only because of inclusivity and uh, all this stuff. Because if you're pictured, then everyone will think that, oh, you didn't take me because of how I look. Yeah. Which is not true, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, there, there have some workspaces, they ask for a picture, but mm. then they ask for it. Generally, you don't add it in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have had one question come in, which is, uh, is there any particular skills you'd like the opportunity to develop in the future, in your next you know, year and a half at university? Yeah. I want to develop my communication skills. I want to learn how to present yeah. in Zoom. Well, you've done very well so far. <laughs> Thank you. Um, just try myself out as much as possible, which I'm doing right now, trying to just not be scared of things. If I'm scared of public speaking or uh, impro oh, improvising, that's the thing I want to learn. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I feel like I have to have everything ready, written down, which I'm usually doing. But sometimes when we're presenting, it would be really good skill to have that you can improvise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I've learned that the hard way. I've, I definitely, the reason why I say I is because I can like resonate with that i jump on those days <laughs> i write everything down and i want everything to be on like word by word yeah. and, and a podcast you've done so well now so like it's you know podcast you haven't been prepared about anything so yeah yeah so it's, it comes with practice and you're doing great so thank you thank you you too <laughs> Bye. Uh, another question uh, is what is your favorite piece of content or like marketing campaign uh, that you've enjoyed um recently it says i forgot I forgot about that as well <laughs> so a recent campaign or a piece of content, an advert that you've seen, uh, you know, something market related that, that you really enjoyed. Good question. Mm -hmm. That's a really good question, actually. Makes me think. Um, hmm. Do you have anything like do you watch t TV or do you like you know no. maybe your LinkedIn feed? You maybe seen something. Well, what comes first in my mind, which was everywhere on LinkedIn, was the PlayStation campaign in underground yeah it was a really great one yeah it it was really great in a way how they portrayed it people everyone was talking about it everyone saw it um another thing i like is what berberry is doing it's not really a campaign it's not a recent thing but they are one of, i think the, even the most digital company of luxury brands they're implementing a lot of artificial intelligence and even VR uh, through the phone. Now you can have the product in your phone and like see it, how it would look like on the uh, table, the, yeah. real, the real size. That's what I really like. Really forward thinking. Yeah, I, oh, spot on, spot on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one last question, uh, and we'll, then we'll call that an end. Uh, what's your biggest motivation in life? Which is quite a deep one, to be honest. It's a good one to end oh, on. Yeah. This is like a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my biggest motivation in life is just proving myself that I can do things what I want to. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but it generally makes me happy to achieve something that I thought I couldn't in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then trying and experimenting. And in the end, I look at myself in previous years and I think wow I did that it's really like I inspire myself and I motivate myself all the time because I know I'm the only person who can achieve all those things so if I'm something sitting there and thinking oh I have no motivation but I have to think everything's inside me really 
if you think about it. So you get more inspired. Like, is there anyone that you kind of like look up to and stuff that motivates you? Like, you know, the kind of positive positivity that you have, or is it just from your internal? Just have it. The positivity. Well, I'm not always positive, obviously. I have a lot of lot of downturns. It's just, everyone has that. It's normal. We're humans. But um, a lot of my friends and family inspire me to be so positive. I we have that saying. As long as it's not war, why are you worried? <laughs> you say as long as it's not war. War, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a big statement, but I mean, if you think about it. But yeah. Anyway, and also uh, you asked me if there are people who inspire me. A lot of people, uh, which I don't even know. The content in art sphere, photography related mostly. Yeah. That's a lot of people can inspire uh, my work, but mostly uh, even in work, I'm inspired by surroundings around me or my life experience. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, I think it's been wonderful having you on, Rhea. Um, you have been a wonderful first guest. Um, we, could not, we couldn't ask for anyone better. <laughs> um, I'm really happy to have you guys. No problem. We're happy to have you. And I hope everyone uh, really enjoyed this. If you are watching this, um, live um you know go check loretta can you give a quick plug to your instagram uh or any links okay, you prefer? So, yeah well on linkedin i'm just loretta tail t-a-l-e <clears throat> and uh, on instagram i'm the same but like my surname is for tail loretta at tail loretta so, easy. Uh, the name is <laughs> on the screen right now. from talking so much. <laughs> uh, so Loretta's name is now, you know, right down next to her. So you can go follow her there. If you're watching this on the YouTube uh, after it's been recorded, uh, all the links are in the description. Go watch us. Uh, go click everything there. Uh, check out our blog. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Obviously, follow everything from Loretta. And we'll see you guys in the next video. And we'll also be streaming next week here on uh, Twitch. So come follow us on Twitch if you aren't already. Um, thank you for watching. It's been a pleasure and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>